Alright, views before the six. It's another episode, yo. It's going down. Yo, it's getting yo. First of all, before we start, let's talk about it. The fiends have been hitting me up thrust. Yo, where's the episode this yo. week? Da, 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 yo. Last week was Mother's Day. It was That's my right. youth's birthday. We That's need to right. take we need to take some time every now and That's again familiar, to get yeah. it in, right? right? So yo, this week we have a guest. Very very, I mean, where do we start? Do we call him certain mans? Do we call him Gordo? Gordo. Do we call him the son of Gadget? You know what I mean? What do we, 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 call, do we, him, we call him Mr. Strickland? I don't know. What do Dave, we call Dave Strickland. We're going to call him Gordo. Gordo, what up, man? How you doing? How you doing? Yo, last episode, at the end of the episode, we were talking with DRK, and a little conversation about Gadget came up. Yeah. And so we're saying, like, yo, Gadget's a big, I, for me personally, Gadget's a big guest to get on here. And you are the son of Gadget. So, so it's like. He, Holder. He is the key holder, young Gordo. That here. would be the son of Gadget, the son of the that, son of, that would uh, be a, of Rumble, uh, the son of yeah. Uh, that would be a fucking uh, wow. The that would be a, a good one. That would be a really good one to get. I mean, his history. His that. history is so great. Um, yeah, I can't even comment. I'm like maybe. We could try whatever. Hey you know man, what whatever saying? happens, happens, we man. But yo, in God's hands, we're right? gonna swing the we, we got the next best thing, man. Because Gordo, you, I mean, you. shit, you fucking, you worked on so many classic records in this city and shit like that. So yo, the first question we ask everybody: Were you born in Toronto? Technically, yes. Technically, yes. Okay, where? Well, I was born. You know, I always say, I, you know, I took this from my boy DJ Shaman. Shout out to DJ Shaman. What up, what up? Yeah, I yeah. always say when we were younger, Scarborough bread, Scarborough dead. Yeah, you know, okay. I used to say that in the documentary. So I'm technically born in North York General, but we lived in Scarborough. So it was I a GTA. GTA is I'm technically, yeah, I'm born in Scarborough. All right, word, word. So back then, it was a city of Toronto, and it was... Back then, Scarborough wasn't even a city. It was a borough. Exactly, exactly. Which is, yo, I mean, this is a history in itself. A lot of people don't even know that. They don't know the history of the city, the land. Especially in the 80s. And while we're talking about it, not to go off topic, but, you know, it's important for me to... Acknowledge the land. So when you say Toronto, really, what we should talk about is the fact that we're on an Anishinaabe land. So I'd like to recognize that this land Where? that we're on, that this is this is First Nations land. This is um, you know um, important for me to like recognize that you know Cause the, the history before Toronto, the, and it will always be Indian land, Native land. So you know, because people don't people if they don't know you well, don't know that you, you have a native know. background. Yeah, right? yeah, you don't know that, and you might not know that that's important and where you're at. Because I have friends, you know, that don't understand. But we're talking about culture, so yeah. we got to talk about culture is culture. And that's the thing. That's the reason why we ask everybody because, yeah. like, but I'm definitely proud to say I'm born in Toronto. Word. Um, I've always repped the city very hard as you know we'll get into right uh, you can see in my if you know my real de- depth of any of the work it's always been because of me riding for the city right trying to get the city on whether it's thrust or anybody else and you have a rich rich history in the city man yeah something i don't even really appreciate at times okay so like who's the, <laughs> who's the first toronto hip-hop guys you remember hearing um f- first Tor- well toronto guys Jeez, I'd say the first. Well, Rumble would have to be my first because that's my close connection. But after okay. that, it would be like I ha- like because I'm not 
like that old. I'm like just under. You know, I got into hip hop because of my sister. My okay. sister was older than me, and she was playing hip hop when I was really young. And you know, I got into b boying young, and I was, you know, buy records young, but I wasn't able to go because you know. There was the age gap, right? Yep. And then later on, all my friends were older, so I, I used to sneak out and go, right? right? So I sneak out and go to concert, all that shit. But I was still younger, so I was like missing some of like the early real guys, like the first record. I can't remember the guys, those guys. Like Bush. Shadows in it, MC Shadow, oh, oh, uh, one of the first records, right? Yeah, like I don't know yeah, those guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Be, be gonna be cool. So Carlito, I didn't know any of those guys, but I did end up. I have, a, I have a, I do have a. A be cool connection. I do have an S blank connection, but the first guys. Mishy, I know you know. Mishy well. was the first. I'd say Mishy, uh, Maestro. Did you work a force in anything? I know Forrest I, I never got to work with him. No, we we go back. Actually, K Force is like I know you. Big up K Force. I know you know Sean. I know right. He, he, when I was in Long Island, he would always have my back, so we got to pick him up. But yeah, those are the first guys <clears throat> I'd say that I heard of, um, and. Really, at that time, thinking about us doing hip hop because hip hop was so new that it was like when you know it was hard to get. Remember yeah, that it right, was like yeah. people don't understand how hard it was to get, to get here. Yeah. Like I used to. Okay, you could go to like the town center and go to like A and A's or Sam's and get your pop. Like I could go get LL Cool J. I could go get Beastie MC Boys. <laughs> well, it was before that. that right, right? Right, We're talking right. like eighties, okay? Yeah. So I could get certain records. I mean, just A and A alone, right? But that at that time, the hunger is not for that; it's for the other stuff. So you had to go down to like um, Star Sound, Carnival. Carnival. You know, there was other certain little, but not many, right? So I take trips down. I remember specifically going down after school to Star Sound and buying like. Uh, Yo Bum Rush the Show, Public Enemy, or Heavy D's album, or um, Tilo Rock and you know certain certain uh, e- first EPMD album. Right. I remember going specifically for the first Big Daddy Kane album because I knew it was out that day. Mm-hmm. So it was like I was like adventuring and like you know finding this new thing that I'm like okay there's this hip hop but there's all this shit I didn't know about. So I was like a kid in a candy store back then, right? And so finding local rappers was like. Actually, funny enough, one of the first local rapper records I bought was um, B-Boy Destruction, Ron wow, Nelson, man. Because okay. I was buying a lot of records. That's that's, this is around the time when I was learning, like, I had my two belt drive turntables, I had my first mixer, I was learning to DJ, because me and my friends were doing parties, and there was a bunch of us that had, that were like, you know, these two guys are DJs, <laughs> I'm a DJ, he's better than him. Were you at, the, then, show, were you at the show when Ron performed? Were you at the concert hall and Ron performed that B-Boy Destruction? I, I probably were was. Were you at that moment? You just put a flashback. We get Ron out, we talk about that, but Ron had a dance for that. Ron had this dance for that song. That's dude. right, that's right. And dude, it was like the craziest dance, because Ron really couldn't dance. Right. Okay. It was almost like, you know what it was like? What's, it's like the Carlton. But it made, it made the Carlton look like like a walk in the park. Man. Yeah. Dude, Ronald get that. It was like, go Ron! Go Ron! Break it down. Flashbacks. But concert all day. That's time. why I went to concert all in the documentary. Yeah. That was an important memory. Okay. To show, I was trying to show, like, yo, they don't even know what this is. It's our problem. Like, it's almost yeah. like it needs its own documentary. You know uh, so you guys, now, now, just actually, we'll y'all see, I know, in the podcast, they just interviewed me, actually, and they're doing Ron, they're doing a thing on, on concert hall. Word, see? 
So they apparently they're, they're, reop- they're reopening it. Yeah, yeah. And I said to X, I'm like, yo, you should do the next barbecue at the go. concert hall. Yeah. But that's a whole other yeah, whole other conversation, whole man. Other, yeah, so you get into hip hop from your sister, uh, basically, and from Ron and, and uh, Fantastic Voyage, which right. I told him recently. I, I seen him at that. I think there was a show recently, oh, the tribute, the tribute thing, thing, and yeah. I was like, yo. You know, I just showed him, said, ooh, you don't know me. Maybe you do. I don't fucking know. But, you know, that had a big impact on my life. And this is what I did. You know what I'm saying? Off of that. Off of that. that yeah. was, like, I could have done anything, right? Because you used to rap, too. Well, after I started DJing, um, <clears throat> I was DJing for a friend of mine. I, I remember this one good because I'll never forget this. So we got in a fight at school. We used to fight a lot. Um, and so we had to, like, book. You know what I'm saying? We had to cut. And, like, you know, so we went to my house. Actually, it was, and it was funny enough because, like, you know, a lot of my friends were, were non-white, right? And, you know, some fucking white boys were calling us, you know, the N-word lovers and fucking, I don't know right, that yes. shit. Yeah, exactly. And we got, and I remember fucking having this guy in a headlock and punching him in the face, and I had long hair back then, and him grabbing my hair, yeah. and he ended up pulling some of my hair out. So we went to my house because I was like, fuck, my hair got pulled out. Like, a big blood clot passed, you know? <laughs> Chunk, right, okay, right. so we stopped at my house. My dad was on midnight, so we snuck in, and then we were leaving. We were at the bus stop, so my homeboy rap, Juan, he used to spit, and I was, this around the time my voice was changing. I knew all his lyrics because I was DJ, right? <laughs> DJ King Chaos, that was my name. Okay, yeah. word, yes. I used to wear yes. the, yes. yes. the KC jersey and yes. the KC hat. Yes. Okay, okay. Well, I changed yes. that name later right. anyway. Yeah. So, um, one day we're like, after that, we're in the bus stop and we're just like, he's kicking his rhymes. And I start kicking his rhymes and I hear my voice has changed. And I'm like, oh shit, I sound kind of dope. I got a voice. And that's what kind of sparked me rhyming. And then. You know, I started getting around once my crew came together. Uh, the first crew I was in came together. Okay, That's what we, were they called? Um, TWC. I got the first painting over here. TWC. Oh, okay. Together we chill. That together was my first crew. So okay. shout out to uh, DJ Soul Rock, T Love, Rest in Peace, Akil, DJ, or, uh, D, uh, yeah, DJ Soul Rock 3, okay. T Love, uh, MC Ruff, Andrew. I don't know where he goes by now. Uh, there's a bunch of us. We had other guys that I'm not thinking about, but so my that, boy Akil, who died, was like kind of why we. That was his concept, was his when thing, we, right? Thing. And um, so we. I mean, they even we even performed on Electric Circus. I've been trying to like not me, but I was there. And yeah. Soul Rock was DJ to Andy, and we had a hype man. Oh, what the fuck is that guy's name? Oh, Mister Mister Monroe. Mister Monroe. Oh, oh, no, Mr. Monroe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is going way back. Yo, uh, this is crazy because yo, my uncle growing up owned a subway, and he used to work at the CAA around the corner. So he would come in all the time, and I would see him all the time. He's the nicest. I didn't realize he was Mr. Monroe until my cousin told me that. And this is going back. This is a totally different era, right? Right. Like this is like the late '80s, early '90s. Okay, like it's. Right, so you're seeing where all these things pull together. So, because there's Magnum out there who are watching. Like, I don't realize that certain Magnum that I'm not remember that I've run into. Like, yo, from back there, like I haven't seen him around forever. I saw Double Soul the other day. Right. He told me you guys used to play hockey together when yeah. you were kids. Yeah, and yeah, shit, yeah. Right? I used to play hockey with a lot of people. I know a lot of people from the city because I was kind of like a hockey star in the like degree when I was a kid. So I grew up with this like. Yeah. People used to treat me different. Yeah. When I discovered hip hop, 
um, and started doing music. I stopped playing hockey, and it's kind of like my. I feel that my family kind of started treating me different because they, they wanted. I was bred for the NHL. Yeah, right? right. I'm related to Jacques Plant in the Hall of Fame. Like, so really, man. You yeah, so like man? I was like ding, everybody. Ding, ding. I was Gordon supposed, to be, supposed to be the next. I was supposed to be in the yeah, NHL. That was the yeah, plan, was and the I guess plan. I disappointed everybody because. Yeah. But there was many reasons why I stopped playing, okay? Yeah. I won't right. get into that, but I kind of, that energy went into hip hop because yeah. that's, at that time, that's what I discovered and loved. And I knew it would take me a while to be good because that's what happened in hockey. And I didn't know what I was going to do, right? But I kind of took the, the fundamentals that I learned from, because that's why it's good for kids to learn sports. You learn. Exactly. Things. So exactly. I took that and applied it over time, you know, not that I was conscious of that at first, mm -hmm. but, you know, so that, that that's what led me there. And then that was my first crew. I mean, I was there when Mishy performed on Electric Circus. Oh, yeah. I was there when, when um, uh, Be Cool performed. Because yeah. when I went to school with, um, with Spade, Jay Spade, yeah. and, um, Word. and, uh, and, and Gail, yeah, right. Those guys are my, you know, like pot, like even, jeez, uh, Gail. We went to, uh, no, he went to the school next door. Like we're talking like some of the men that I know from like public school shit too. You know, you know, you guys, yeah, yeah, right. So, you know, I have memories of that. Those to go to those shows, but like, so we're in the scene. And what we used to do back then was because we used to go out a lot. So all my friends are older, as I said before. So I used to go to the bars. I used to go to the clubs. When I was like, used to run into my sister at like RPM, which used to yeah, be before RPM, the government. Oh, Disco, yeah. I was just telling my mom this story. Disco Wednesdays, picking up, I'm like 16, picking up like a 27 year old woman. My you, sister's you know like, what yo, what are you doing here? You, right? know you and me, you and me are the same thing in common, man. Right? And me and this guy, same age, same, I, I was going to tell you same this, same like, way, that same era, yeah. That, yeah, I know, because I heard same. you guys talking on one story on one of your podcasts, and I was like, yeah. And I was relating to what you're just saying, right? I was like, yeah. When you were telling the story about you coming up, that's mm -hmm. when I was like, oh, that's right. We had yeah, to have a similar team. We were the same so, age. Because we I was a shorty, and most of my, I was just telling tweets, same right. thing. I was rolling with 26-year-old, 27-year-old. Right, right. With Howard. And, and the scene was and different, different back then. The yeah, clubs, everything. So right. we'd go to clubs, and because we were rolling a cruise and stuff, and we were like, by then I'm like rapping, like writing songs. We are going to studio. First studio I went to, S Blank, shout out to S Blank, Dawes and Dawes and yeah. Danforth. That was the first okay. that's where I started learning to produce and rumble, letting us the the, the sampler. Like we used to have ciphers. What's like, that? Like, go SB twelve hundred. Go to go Rumble. Like, yeah, okay. Rumble would lend 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 um uh, rough the MC the Well you have SP. to explain at that time that time I, I, it was, I put it in chronological because people listening might right in the details because some people don't don't even know the timeline. When Jamon had that SB twelve hundred, that right. was the only one in the city. Yes, so realized, that was the only one realize, in Canada. Not even to that realize was like, what we so had. He, he learned. He right. didn't even know. Right. But you learn, and remember, he just learned that off of Scotland, right? Right. So that was so, just out in New York. Like, so and New York just started messing with. So right. 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 He right. was in on that. Sample so not even realizing it, early. but just because I'd go to S Blanks and I'd be like, yo, because he was using. You know, I think a 550, which I got, or, and like, yo, what is he doing? I was trying to figure out how, because me and Soul Rock would come up with ideas for for beats, but we didn't know how to make them. So we have to go to the studio and tell the engineer, producer, how to do what we're thinking, and it doesn't always translate. So now you're like in this world where you're like, okay, first I'm trying to rap, and I'm still trying to do that, but I'm like, what's this? 
oh my god, I never knew what this, I didn't know what engineering was, I didn't know what right. beats was, like I wasn't into that yet, so I'm like, oh my god, so like, now I'm like, I got that SP, like, cause Rumble, and then, you know, we'd all hang, so we'd be like in a room where we have set up, and we'd all just start a cipher, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, what I was originally trying to say was, we'd go to clubs, and then we'd know the DJ, so we'd be like, yo, we'll touch the mic. Right? Because some of my friends would get off, like, trying to pick up girls, like, yo, did you hear me on the mic? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I thought it was a record. No, that was him, and that was me. And I'd be like, oh, God. Right? But, yeah. like, I never tried to use music to get pussy. Yeah. Right, right, right. So back then, I was like, yeah, what are you doing? Right? Yeah. But cool. anyway, the point is that we used to, we had kind of that power that we could do that. And, like, you know, we had another guy, Crush, my boy Crush, who was around them, too. Like, this is where I was going to say into the Thrust story, where I was thinking about stories during the week. I don't even know if he remembers this, like barbecue days. Remember the first barbecue where they taped it? Remember Much Music taped yeah, it and you were in the yeah, cypher? Yeah. Remember that night? Yeah. Not the outside cypher, but remember the night it, in the on crowd? The stage. And it was it's so, so fucking hot in there. Steam. This is not Club Mecca. This steam. is, was it uh, Rivoli? Rivoli. Yeah, oh, it was Rivoli. It was Rivoli in the first one. Yeah, the first one. That's what ben and Johnson, we were there. And I was that was like, the night when Ben Johnson won, that's that, right. won the thing before he got... Um, before he got disqualified. Oh, okay. No, no, it was packed. I used to hang, we, I used and to it was a TTC strike. Right. TTC strike. And I used to roll with this guy who was kind of in our crew, who was from Vancouver, named Thrust. I just ran it, not Thrust, sorry. So Crush. Yeah. Crush, who, yeah. who I kind of ran into recently. Anyway, he was a tall, light-skinned dude. And he's, I think he went out to do R&B, but he could spit. Like, he oh. could spit. But the problem was, he did, like, a Kmart commercial or something, so everybody would clown him, right? Yeah. But he's like, yo, I got paid. Fuck you guys, yeah. right? right? But he right. was dope. But yeah. he was, like, one of the men. And so it was, like, a bunch of us who, like, rhymed, right? So That's Craig. Craig. That's why Craig. That's like, yeah, yeah. You meet me to Craig? That's when I first yeah, met yeah. Craig. You know me back Craig? then. Remember, you know me and Craig even, even are that. still tight to this day no from way. that day. From the yo, barbecue. I went to that soul Yeah, I have no way to, I have no way to reach him. And he was in the right yeah, yeah. I ran into him and he was like, yo, you fucking You're the one that, that's when he first came up here. That's right. Remember I had long hair, bro? No, I remember you. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize you were not at that time, though. Oh, you were there. You friendship there. Like, it's cool. That's Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, so, so, yeah, and he, you know, he would crash at my place. Wow. He used to stay by his pops. Yeah, you know what I'm like my mom's nose. He messed with because that's when he came up when he had the eyes. I had the eyes. Yeah, like, skin, so we used to like, and like the bitches would like him, right? So you gotta think. You got me, this little half native, half white guy. I got long hair, and I used to dress, you know, either b boy or really nice, right? To get, okay. Because I'm trying to look older to get boom boom. Sorry to my kids or anybody, but right? There's a plan, right? And then you have your MC shit. Yeah. So and I'm rolling with big motherfuckers, you know. And Craig was like a fucking. You know, Craig's, some you know, light skin, green eyes used to get girls. Presence, so, so we had this presence as a crew, so to speak. Like, even though I didn't realize it at the time, I don't know if people noticed or watched or everybody. Right? And around them times too was like times when Craig used to we used to go up to Ron's when X was staying there. They had the studio and stuff. Like, so there's like those right. memories and that that whole period was a developing, molding period for me. Like rhyming and learning the SP. And then moving on to fucking, I got to the point. That's when I started going to college. Then I go, I, I took radio, and Wait, where radio. This is like ninety one. Ninety one. Right. Or Humber. No Humber. Humber okay. North. And my baby mother's from Rexdale. That's right. Uh, my Rexdale connection because I'm bom, my Rexdale clan. Right? Yeah. So I'm actually. I think I said this recently. I think I'm. I don't know. Maybe somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Internets, which Cardi would say. <laughs> um, the only Scarborough guy to do so many Rexdale records. 
You know what I'm saying? Like right, I've right, done right. a lot of like oh, from right. Bruce, probably I would, like, yeah. I, you know, I like from from Red Life to right on through Blue Scorpion. Oh, we're gonna talk. Yeah, we're gonna talk to the scientists. So we're gonna talk to the scientists. Now I'm learning, you know, equipment. So now I'm like starting to fucking transition into like, you know, getting into gear, right? And okay. I decide to fucking go into engineering, learn how to engineer as a backup plan. Just in case, because realistically at the time, like, yo, am I going to have a career as an MC? Maybe. I was working on an album that never came out. Right. Right? So. Do you still have that album? I have parts. Cause yeah. Actually, at the the, that album ended up not being what happened was Soul Rock went MIA I didn't see him for like 10 years like literally after that I don't know we never really talked about it and then um, Sh- DJ Shaman was around he was a little younger yeah shout that. out to Shaman man. Shaman was around and he kind of filled in and became my DJ and me and him made a group called Souls of Shield right okay then, word yeah yeah and she, what you have to understand what that means is Shield is a Hebrew word I believe and it's it means like uh, uh, like purgatory. Oh, and, um, so it's afterlife. Yeah, yeah it means like purgatory. Yeah. So we were saying we're the souls, of, not knowing uh, my roots at the time to the full degree, knowing that we're actually a, a first a, a first nations hip hop group, mm-hmm. right? Because he's half native and I'm half native, right? Right? right, so right, right, right. Not uh, even knowing deep. that, and we have this deep name, Souls of Shield. Like yeah. we're saying, we're like walking souls. And maybe we are because we're both healers. So mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, Shout out to Shaw, man. I don't think that guy gets enough uh, credit man. as a DJ. Oh, it definitely man. does not get Yo, enough credit. Super man. ill, man. Super Dude, ill. Man. And the all that shit. Man. He's he's one of my favorites. Um, I'm trying to reach him actually. So Shaman, if you hear this, holler. Shaman, what up? Um, anyway, so that's like takes into another direction. And around this time, I started learning to engineer. That's when I meet Gadget. Right. Okay. Yo. So let's talk about that. Right. Like, that's when what? I meet Gadget, and that's when I kind of retire. From rhyme, rap, right? Okay. Uh, except for the fact that, and here's a interesting fact. Maybe you guys don't even know that I did a song for the Grassroots album as an MC. I mean, like I was gonna be on the album. Okay. And I end up pulling that. Like we're like, nah. I don't know if it was a mutual decision between all of us, but yeah. it was like I'm not gonna be doing that no more. So, so I just maybe. Okay. It shouldn't, you know what I'm saying? Which is weird because I probably have the. I, I know we got the tapes. I'd love to pull it up. You know what I'm saying? There's so yeah. many gems, stories, but that man. would be stories, one that most people would stories. don't even know that. Like, yeah. like you know, because we'll get into that later. But so this is around the time I meet. You know, I start learning the engineer. I went to Trevis, and I basically went into Trevis with the attitude. Now you got to keep some perspective here. I'm about 1920, mm-hmm. around there. Um, I have. Four kids. Wow, okay. Three or four kids at the mm-hmm. time. And I'm working midnights. I'm going to school. And I'm still... So I'm not sleeping. Right? Which I wasn't doing anyway because I started doing midnight shifts when I was 15. So okay. so I'm grinding. Right? The right. balance is crazy. I'm driving a friggin' old school Camaro. I'm like a madman. Not realizing. Probably look like a madman. Right, <laughs> this crazy guy. I'm out here. I'm out here. Right, I'm out here. Well, I used to get a lot of love too, right? Like from yeah. just in general, right? So around this time is when I kind of like. Now you got to remember because of our era, we did all this stuff and all these partings that. By the time I had responsibilities, I kind of like disappeared for a while. Just went to the studio. So when I st- when I met Gadget and I started not rhyming and started engineering more, 
I stopped being out there. I it it comes back a bit when I start. We used to have a routine that we'll get into later. Okay. Okay. Right, where I start coming back on the scene, where people start connecting the dots, like, oh shit, right? Right. So, um, so now I I kind of I meet Gadget by accident. I don't even know who he is. Right. Right. So back then at Trevis, they used to have a studio in the basement called Audio Flex. Yes. And yes. It was like a spaceship. Yes. Okay. And it was gear from wall to wall. And guys had it set up crazy with like two big subs and like six set of speakers because we didn't have far fields. You only had like near fields, but you right. would like connect them all. So when you got to know the theory of sound, when you double the, the amps and you double the monitors, you go up a certain amount of dB. I think it's six dB. Correct me if I'm wrong. Or three, depending on what is the combination, right? So. The more you do that, you can get louder. You can't get louder really any other way. You can turn it up as loud as you want, but it's gonna start distorting and shit. Like, yeah. right? Add those speakers that yeah. can only handle so much, right? But there's ways around that. So this studio was crazy to me. I'll never forget the first time I walked in there. Basie was there. Basie was a producer who's uh, done a lot of reggae in Jamaica. Okay. So I walked in there for a tour, and and this is before I even met Gadget. So I, well, I was going on a tour for the school before I started going to school there, and. I walked in and I kind of I seen Basie and it's like something was telling I got this vibe this energy like like I'm supposed to be here right and, right. and then later realized like holy fuck yeah that moment like that look was, what I did here I basically yeah. lived in that room for like I slave that's where I got my slave those were the trenches that's where Gadget trained me and beat me down and brought me back up and yeah. you know what I'm saying like I'm real hard on my assistants because of that right mm-hmm because how I was raised that's why I call him my dad because he like took me at a time you know even though he's my brother he's like my he's, he's like my pops because he at a time where you know I wasn't living at home I was fucking at a crossroads where my life was I had a crazy teenagehood we used to be wild bro. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, just music yeah, we used yeah, to yeah, be just fucked up shit bro. <laughs> <laughs> we're fucked okay? we're, we're so lucky I talk to old friends all the time I'm like yo we're so lucky how are we not dead how are we not getting in jail for this or that like we're yeah. just so lucky that right. you know what I'm saying like so I was at a crossroads where I was like struggling with being a young dad and relationships and music and there's a lot to do at once right and uh you know, I was kind of like going, you know what? I'm just going to be bad then. I'm trying to be good. It's going to be bad. And, and everybody's like beating me up all the time. So fuck it. I'm just going to be bad. But I, if I'm going to be bad, see, I'm the type of guy, if I do something, I do it 120%. I try to give it my all and be the best I can at it. So right. if I'm going to be bad, I'm going to be really bad. And I tell people this all the time. I'm like, yo, this is the good. If they're complaining to me about me, I'm like, this is me trying to be good. Yeah. If yeah. you want me to try to be bad, you're going to really fucking hate me. And that's real talk. So yeah. I was at a crossroads where I'm like, okay, I'm going to be bad. I'm just going to go in the streets and I'm going to take over and be the boss, whatever. I'm just going to get money. Yeah. Fuck everybody. Right? Okay. And Gadget kind of took me and was like, yeah, okay. showed me, right? Yeah. And showed me the way. Like, I'm like the young padwalk. Because I always say, like, I have a joke and in a joke that I'm like, I'm Darth Vader. Right? Yeah, I just okay. call myself Darth Vader. The dark side's always trying to the take Anakin, me, right? Because we call Gadget Yoda. And then I always call 40 Luke Skywalker. We'll tell you that story later why. Yes. That connection. So, but I'd always say, fuck Gadget, I'm going to fucking go Darth Vader mode. And one day he's like, no, Darth Vader's the hero. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's not really a Star Wars guy, but he showed me. He's like, 
Like, what do you mean? He's the guy that dies at the end, and they fight. Yeah, he shows he's good at the end, but he's really the does all he goes. No, but he kills the emperor and brings balance to the force. You're the good guy at the end, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so, but it was kind of like that, you know. Gadget like took me at that time and kept me out of. Maybe he's seen it. Maybe he's seen other things in me, potential, <laughs> whatever, and. You know, he started teaching me. He didn't have to do that. So what right? years is this? This is like 94, 95 now. Okay. So some time has passed. A lot of shit going on. Is he I still think. up by church these times? It's probably he might be living out there. Oh, okay, okay. I knew we his didn't have a studio out there. I knew his mom's and okay. things, you know. Uh, rest in peace to his mom's. And, you know, like I knew his mom's. And I remember I have memories of going there and driving there in, the, in my Camaro. And, you know, picking up stuff or doing runs, right? And, and... You know, he used to tell me stories about growing up in that area in the 70s and stuff. And he used to bring me around to Mandem and, you know, arrest the things. And because I was already, you know, raised around a lot of, you know, black, different types of um, Caribbean people, whether it's Jamaican, Guyanese, like I already was around, experienced to that, yeah, exposed yeah, to that. Yeah, was a yeah, part yeah. of my, you know, I grew up listening to reggae. Like me and I grew up around, you know, Red yeah, Flame and them. Exactly. And I had that. So by the time I meet Gadget, I know that, you know, like, that's a part of me already, right? So, you know, he's telling me stories later, but like, he'd be bad at me. You know, like, this little fucking, this guy, all these black women coming, you know, because I have so many kids yeah, and stuff. And he's yeah, yeah, mad yeah, at me, like, yeah, yo, but then you realize, you know, yo, you're a good guy. You take care of the kids. Okay, that's totally different, right? But, <laughs> but when you don't know somebody, sometimes you don't want to say something to somebody. Yeah, yeah. Like, yo. So, anyway, I'm starting to learn, you know, how to engineer. I'm starting to do sessions now. Okay, so, yo, what are, like, what are the, some of the early sessions you remember just watching Gadget Engineer? Watching him mix and stuff? Um, like, I will, what, basically what would happen is he kind of like, see, I used to, the way I started working or doing any work with Gadget was I was working, Gadget had a partner in that studio at the time okay. named Sam Weller. Okay. And Sam Weller did a lot of reggae in the city. And, and Sam worked at the school. Gadget didn't. Gadget, like, had his own situation with the school that he didn't teach there, then, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And so the studio was separate. So we used to run the studio at night, and the, the, stu- the stu- school would use it in the day Gym sometimes, the day. right? So Sam, this is actually the way it really happened. The way it really happened was I would go to the mini lab anytime I could. Okay, and the mini lab was in the basement adjacent to the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have gear. Right, you gotta think. I got the SP. I'm hooked. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. but now there's other stuff going on. Rumble's doing this. There's like other shit going on in life has changed, and I'm like gear. Now we're talking like not even Kurtz Wells. We're like, what did they have? They had S550s back then. Yeah. We're talking '94, '95. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still a little primitive in as far as you know. We're not like I don't. I can't afford. I don't even know what the MPC is yet. Awesome. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. nothing. Right. So. I used to go to the mini lab all the time, and I, you know, I I tell Sam, yo, if you let me, like, he have to lock up the school, so I'd be like, yo, if you if if you let me stay, you know, like, oh, oh if you need to go to store, like, if you need me exactly. to help you, like, yeah. I'll stay, like, don't just let me make beats, bro, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying, yeah. like, yeah, so because that passion was there, right? Because mm-hmm. now I'm I'm evolving from, I haven't, this is like we've kind of gone back a lot. I haven't retired yet. Right? right, I'm still rapping, but I'm still I'm in school, and it's the end, and I'm trying to make learn how to make beats, so more, right? So Sam kind of seen that, and he would like, you know, ha- he was had another studio. So Gadget and Sam other had other shit going on too. They'd be at other studios doing other shit. So 
they'd be like, yo, can you Sam be like, yo, can you cover my, cover my, you know, do my vocal, go track these vocals, reggae guy in there, doing a you know dancehall song or roots and culture song. Okay. So I started doing a lot of reggae. That was the first, you know, recording. Word, okay. Right? A lot of recording. So, um, so I guess Gadget seen me like being, you know. You know, Proactive. good at Sam, like, like fucking, you know, Sam, I was yeah. a kid, you know, blah, blah, yeah. you know, I probably talked to him, and then, so Gadget would be like, yo, you got a session tomorrow night, and he started throwing me in. What so was your first session, do you remember? I yeah. don't know, that's a really good question. What's first, yeah. Okay, then what's your first memorable session? Um, first memorable, like, oh man, there's so many, man. Just when you're head, no, I mean, like, when you, in the oh, stages, like, maybe, that moment, and you're like, okay, man. Maybe, like, some, some ghetto concept. Early ghetto concept. I don't know the song. Okay. Uh, maybe the um. Oh, um, what's the Precious Metals? Oh, okay, Precious Metals. Yeah, that's one of the earliest ones I remember, like ever recording ghetto concept. Um, what's that? Um, I have a one of the earliest ones. There's probably ones before this, but I've been dying to hear this song. And I, you guys reminded me with the K Cut episode because back then. Soc- Socrates was like I was starting to do Socrates sessions and like other people in the circle Cardinal Chauclair Marvel, Marvel okay. Tara Chase Tara's, Julie yeah. Black um, you know uh, Grassroots Sessions Red Life you know other guys I'm forgetting about that were like guys who never made it but were good right you know what I'm saying um, and this is all in audio flex. This is all in audio flex. Okay. You know, this is when I'm meeting Too Rude again because I knew Too Rude already from around the way and going to spots, but I didn't really, we didn't really hang then. Okay. But then when he started doing music and like there was a few people like that where I ran. So oh shit! Like that's how like, me and that's how me and um, me and Swift. Shout out to Board Swift. Me and Boris Swift were in the studio one time talking about concert all days and Rexdale and I'm from yeah. Scarborough and yeah. I used to roll with like you know from Gilder and. and and we used to hang with Cataraki guys and we used to all go down, you know, in packs, right? Right. But I saw we were telling stories and I'm like, oh, so some of us would like connect each other later, right? Yep. So like that's when I started, you know, Rude would come by because Rude used to do stuff with Gadget, Jellystone. I actually met Jelly, not there. The first place I met Jelly was in the basement of Play the Record. Because they used to have a studio. Stepping big, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Working with two root. Big up Eugene, man. Yes. Yeah, shout out to you. Yeah, you keep saying it, man. The play, the play, the episode. We gotta, play, we gotta get you. Yeah, get sure, Eugene on there. For sure, so for sure. Um, okay, so, so, yeah. so now I'm starting to do sessions like hip hop, mm-hmm. right? Because I can remember. Now you got to keep this some perspective. Like, like Socks is now Socrates is now like you know not like I can see he's my little brother. Okay, right. We're like family, but at that time. I'm just getting to know everybody, and before that, you know, I, I'm still kind of rhyming, but I haven't officially retired yet. Nobody knows I rap unless they know. Okay, so when I first seen Hate Runs Deep, I can remember sitting with my boy Ruff or whoever and being like, "These fucking guys, like, you know, we're competition." Like, you no, know, yeah. back then you're like, back then, just we might have loved Thrust, but they were like, he's still competition, yeah. right? So, you know, and then all of a sudden here I am working with all these guys. So, you know. Um, this was like I'm starting to cut my teeth, right? Right. I'm watching, I'm watching Gadget mix like Rally, and I don't know if you guys remember yeah, Rally. Yeah, Black, really Black, and I think he mixed that forever. Like, like you know, like I have memories of just hearing that thought again. Because like, I remember. Man. So eventually, I started doing sessions. I finished school, and I'm there all the time. To the okay. point, like I'm living there because you know whether Gadget said that Gadget would like I do basically my routine was. Um, Cause I end up started working at the school, 
Trevin. Cause, uh, yeah, because I was there all the time. So they're like, yo, you might as well work here. Right? So whether they felt pity on me. So I go from, within a year, going to school there to all of a sudden having, being able to do sessions in the studio. And it was hard to get a key from Gadget. Right? Right. And then working there. And now I'm allowed in the teacher's lounge and slowly like my teachers start becoming my peers and my friends and I'm having this responsibility, right? Right. And all the while, I mean, you know, I have kids and I'm still, and I eventually start, stop rhyming, right? But I eventually have keys to the whole fucking studio because I, I, or the whole school because I, they expanded and I built that. I built those buildings. Which is them. another thing you've been like, known to build a studio. Uh, yeah, I started oh, building yeah, studios and building their buildings. Right. And yeah. as, like we built through two other sections and then they moved, right? But there was a period there where, like, yeah. you know, and Sam was a part of that because Sam was, you know, the, um, in charge of certain departments. So me and him would, you know, do stuff like that. And that's, I learned more about building studios and because I went on to build, because apparently I built studios. Right. So I'm building like <laughs> one right now with somebody and building another one um, next year for Remix Project. So right. it's just crazy. Like, so <laughs> I'm just all of a sudden now friggin', right. you know, all of a sudden, yeah, and I start right. doing sessions, getting to know everybody, all the artists, right? Right. Right, and gadgets, I'm watching them mix. So my routine is, like I work from the school 12 to 8, then I do a session from like 8 to like 12, then I do a session from like 12 to like 3 of just vocals, right? And back then, you had to go to the studio. There's no Pro Tools, there's no computers, don't record. You had to use a tape machine, whether it was two inch or one inch. And tapes were expensive, like DRK was saying, 100 bucks, 200 bucks, 250 bucks. You could only get four songs on one fucking two inch reel, okay? So thinking you want to do 10 songs, it's going to cost about a Geno just to record it. And you got to record it. Never mind mixing it. You got to do it in the tape. And you got to pay studio time. And it's $65, $100. $100, bucks an hour. Okay? Right, right, like, right. shit was not cheap, so it was hard to do songs. And if you didn't have an SP or the gear, and now this is around, I used to use, so back in these times, I would, because of the SP, I'd, I'd link up the SP to the 16, the EPS 16 Plus. Yes. That was my thing. You'd lock EPS it to Notator. Right. I still got and, one, man. Right. Lock it to Notator, to the tape machine, and that's how I would, that's how I would Dumb do back then. That's when I was learning how to really start, you know, producing, because I'm a sample guy, I'm a DJ, I don't, I never was trained to play piano or right. any instruments, all my music is from records and hip-hop, yeah. okay, I'm one of those guys, right, which can be appreciated, but sometimes it works against me, but I learned a lot of music stuff because of going to school, right, right. you know, I, I could be in the studio and, you know, I, because I did some R&B in my day, that, you know, you got to know the you know, I know they got Melendine and all this shit, but even back then you had to know what you were doing. Right. So you got tape machines, right? So it's a different era, right? Things changed a lot over time then. So I'm like, all of a sudden in all this stuff where I'm like, you know, I'm becoming the guy. Like, I people, I'm hoping people like working with me because I'm working with a lot of people and I'm getting to know. But the story I was going to tell you was the from the K-Cut was the, one of the earliest sessions was... Um, we did a song where, for me, as now, you gotta think now, I'm in like engineer mode. I'm not, I'm doing sessions and I'm not the producer. Yeah. Even though I'm making beats, I'm not the kind of guy, I wasn't going, hey, socks, you wanna hear the beat I made? I had my etiquette and my respect for Gadget, the studio, and I still hold this to this day and teach this to people that you don't do certain things in certain situations. It's yes, business. It's like, if I'm an engineer and I'm working with Thrust, okay? 
and you're the producer, yeah. I don't go and talk, deal with my personal other shit. And start playing and your time. Start, and start like, playing my shit and making it about me. Yeah. I'm paid to be an engineer. You shut the fuck up and you have studio and you press respect for it. That's right. So I wouldn't be showing those guys shit, right? But one of my earliest um, earliest memories was doing a session with K Cut. And K Cut was like, you know, fresh off main source and that. And I was just starting to get to know him then. And we did a song with Socrates that I don't think made anything that ever came out. It was supposed to be for that record. And it was like it had a tempo change. That was a big deal for me because I had to deal with a tempo change in Notator. Okay? And that was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. If you understand yeah. what yeah. I'm talking about, yeah. it was yeah. like, ah, yeah. oh, fuck, it became a problem. Yeah. Now, nowadays, it's no big deal. But um, that song was dope, like mega dope. And um, those were times that molded me, right? Like recording, like hustling or recording. That was sound 15, no, that well, was this is like still we're still in audio flex, right? So I'm doing classic songs, man. You know what I'm saying? Like hustling was on BT on on I don't know the basement. Like they played that video. That was huge for me. And hip hop. Like I always was. The reason I was working so hard and doing as much work as I could, whether it was watching Gadget Mix. Well, that was the thing. I got off track where my schedule. Work at Trevis till eight. Session next session, then watch Gadget Mix and be his assistant till eight in the morning. You know what I'm saying? And sleep four hours and do it again. But I was doing this all for Toronto. Is what I'm saying. Word. Like I was doing Word. a grind yes. because I wanted to see us bust. Because back then we all wanted to be the guy. When I was an MC, I wanted to be the guy to bust in America yeah. or somebody around me. Or yeah. we were all trying to do that, even though we had, you know, people forget about. They were talking about the, the connection with New York and Michigan. The city came up with New York with hip hop at the same time. Exactly. We had yeah. a connection. Yeah. We had a brotherhood, and then it just. Hip hop grew too grew much, right. and we, we got forgot about nine eleven. Oh, story. that too. So no, that's a whole. Uh, no, we so, were about to bust in nine eleven. Yeah, things changed, people, man. It stalled, but America, because of the system, it could withstand it. But we didn't. Our industry didn't withstand the right. Because right. we were on the verge of making ourselves right. Right. Yeah, a lot of things were happening. That's right. It happened. So it was like a stall for. And this is even way before that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But and you know but we had we had shit, but people don't think we had shit. We had for Michigan Me to be fucking working with KRS One, like they were, the man was saying, that was huge. So for Rumble to be fucking, going, you know, signing Cypress G Street and Records and working with all these guys like Mugs. Stereo Sonic and Mugs and but yeah, like all this stuff. crazy. Okay, so you know, like it's possible. So me having that, you know what? It is possible. So I, I instead of being selfish as a MC. I, I retired because Gadget was like Gadget came in the studio one day and I was doing this song I'll never forget I was making the beat I had the beat I think I dumped it I was tracking it and I was I was working on vocals it was called Mind Your Flex okay and Gadget came crept in on me and he didn't know it was me right and he was like skanking right like oh I want this kind of like yo and I was oh yeah I'm just fucking missing it. yeah I heard you rap right and then he was like that's when he was like yo he didn't really directly say it other things it was him and other things going on in my life and you know trying to get it's not easy to get it together sometimes when you yeah, don't have, know yeah. what you're doing right back then so I just I didn't give up on it I channeled that energy into engineering because I had that that was like becoming a thing in my life so I was like okay I'll still do records maybe I can rhyme for fun you know whatever 
wasn't necessarily conscious of it all, but it was happening, right? right. So yeah. I started grinding for the city and doing fucking mad records, like record after record after, you know, Ghetto Concept, Julie Black, like songs were the point like, you know, I'm getting songs that are getting played, like, you know, whether I'm getting credit or not, you know what I'm saying? Like we were talking about earlier before the podcast, doing oh, the Grassroots yeah. album. Yeah. The Grassroots album, I have no credits on the Grassroots album, but I pretty much tracked most of that and pretty much got slayed and sat beside Gadget while he mixed it. Or, you know, and there's a skit on the vinyl version only that that is a skit where you hear me engineering. Right? Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. like, I, ironically, that the proof is there, right? Yeah. And it's not, no, I'm not mad at nobody. I already talked to them. I wasn't gone around them times when the, a bunch of records came out in 99 from that era, right? That, like, like yeah. don't think that, that album was recorded like 97, 98. It was recorded over a period of time. There was no budget. You know what I'm saying? It's not like Socks where he had a budget yeah. with Warner. You know, yeah. Jellystone was on Warner. Like, we might have had deals. Shockler had a deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, um, things were different. So, and I wasn't always doing records to get paid because I didn't like, I got paid sometimes, sometimes I didn't. I was grinding my ass. I want to see one of us blow the fuck up. Right, right. right so, right. seeing Hustling on there or seeing Bacardi Slang, or, that was big for me because I used to go hard for, for motherfuckers. And any one of those guys will tell you whether it's Cardinal Official, Chaclair, Socrates, even Julie. Road Dollar, like Wyloak, the list goes on. Quadro, Cinco, like anybody who was around then in the studios knows how, because those guys used to tell a story about how bad Gadget would beat me down and bad me up, right? Right. And how much abuse I used to take. But I know it was, I, I used to take oh, my, my big right. thing was I don't take shit personal. I know how to take not shit take personal and <clears throat> know that it's business. I'm the bitch in the studio. I'm the bitch. I'm the, like, and that's the apprenticeship you have to do in that engineering world, right? Maybe he's a little harder than others, than most but he's doing it because he loves me and he wants me to be good because I am a fuck up. I've, I learned my mistakes by fucking them up. Like if I jumped off my second floor balcony and broke my leg, I'd be like, yeah, we'll do that again. Yeah. But right, but I wouldn't do that. But I learned my mistakes because I'm a fucking idiot sometimes. Right, right, right. Right. <laughs> and, but I never make them again. I try not to, right? So he used to bag me up and those guys, it will tell you, like, whether I was good at what I was doing, I had the heart, and I was always there for everybody, as much as I could be. You know what I'm saying? I sacrificed for the music. Where? You know what I'm saying? And yeah, yeah. For the greater good. So, whether people see that or not, you know what I'm saying? So maybe they had some sympathy, like, yo, Gags, he's on the guy, he's always here, he's fucking, you know what I'm saying? Da, 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 da. Like, I don't know. But I've heard stories after, that's yeah. how I got the name Certain Men. Yeah. Right? Okay. Because that's when, like, Cardi used to, to use that word all the time. Like, yeah, yeah, Cardi used to say, Certain Man's this, Certain Man's that, right? Yeah. And when he first started using it, because Cardi always has a current thing that he says, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. He always, he, he updates it, right? He doesn't let the software get old, right? So, back then, he used to say, like, you know, he used to say that word a lot and kind of when something would go wrong, Gadget would blame me. Whether it was me or not, okay? <laughs> and it became a thing where, where something would be fucked up and he'd just go, Certain man. Yep. And he'd look at me or he'd be like, fuck, it must have been Certain man. It became a thing where it must have been Certain man, which certain meant man. it was me. Because back then, Shocks and Shockler and, and Socrates used to call me Rocky. 
right? So I had a whole okay. other different nickname. Rockford turned into Rocky, right? Because I had the Rockford Files car. Yeah. And like, remember, I'm just getting to know these guys, right? That's <laughs> Right? So like, you know, they're just getting to know me and I'm older than them. They don't know who I am yet. And what you came And from. where I came from yeah, and where I'm from because yeah. I kind of just was humble. Was humble. I humbled yeah. myself. was like, yo, I'm this Word. sister. That's not my Word. place. Yeah. Let me fucking learn. And I was a sponge, yo. And I yeah. just sat back and I learned a lot from them too musically. Yeah. Gotta remember, like, arranging and I was doing... Work. All of a sudden, I'm working with the city. Like, some of the... Be- Gadget yeah. was like the guy who was working with everybody that I didn't even know was working with everybody. So I got plugged in and got to work on real fucking records, right? It was the, he was supporting the other side. This is why I always talk, this is why we call him the Godfather. Because he was supporting, remember he wasn't, he didn't have a label deal. He wasn't working at Trebus or anywhere. He was just a guy mixing records because he's a guitar player. So he's not like, you know, he's helping people. The he man has helped cap- so he many cap- fucking people yeah. in the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? He wasn't a capitalist, he right? Yeah, yeah he, wasn't a he wasn't like. He wasn't and, and we were, it. and yeah. that all the people in that that circle, it was like okay. The other shit that was going on in the city was like the Ivan Berry show, or that just ended. This yeah. was the next wave. The circle and like fucking, you had Citizen Kane and you had Rexdale and you had different pockets of. This is after Dream Warriors and after that era. It was, the, it was a new wave, right? Yeah, of course, right. Yeah. So you know, like. Um, Northern Touch days, okay? These, so I'm doing real records now. So I'm like learning. I'm learning about songs, about arrangements. I'm learning about, you know, all this stuff. And I'm, I'm a sponge taking it in. So I'm not realizing it maybe, but, uh, you know, it helped me a lot later, right? And I'm getting good at it, right? Because after this, you know, I think I was at Travis seven years. So what ends up happening is... Gadget, I, around when those records came out, 99, where I wasn't on the records, I had a, some personal shit happening, and I left the city for a bit, right? Okay. And when I was gone, Gadget moved the studio, like he left. Okay. And I came back and took over the studio for a while, and ended up moving, this where we go into soundproof days, right? Yeah. Right, because we're trying not to, like, like, there's so much that happens between, like, 88, 89, to the studio, and then... You start doing records for like three, four years. I worked at Trevor seven years, right? So like, you know, a lot happens. And then I leave, I go to Atlanta, I go on this crazy journey, I come back. Because right? I always used to go to New York from the 80s. Right. I used to take the train down. I was always had a New York connection. And, and I had people down there. And I was, that's where you get the fresh shit. Like we used to go down there and get our gold, get our dookie chains, our fucking big... I used to wear a big giant crown on my head. I used to wear gold on every hand back then and around my neck. If you knew me back then, I had long hair, whether it was dressed up nice or b-boy, I always had gold and I was always with a bunch of motherfuckers and people didn't really try to test me because, you know, we, you know, we was rolling and we had our teams. So I had maybe a one incident where I met him, you know, thought they could come like rob me. I'm like, I just seen Rocky. I'm going to fuck everybody up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just literally walked out and watched Rocky Five. Like, not the time, man. Not the time. Not today, son. So, anyway. <laughs> so, so, now, like, I'm doing all these records, right? And, and like, real records. Okay. And the city's starting to get on. We're talking Let's Ride comes out. You know what I'm saying? Like, all these, like, big yeah. things start. We're bubbling. We're getting, we're, like, if you remember, we were in the source. 
We're yeah, rap pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember like, that. you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, like that was huge spread. for me. I used to buy the they source spread, religiously, man. and now we're fucking even, in it. Even the uh, UK one, the big one, they had. A yeah, dude. Like, like, so now I go from spreads, I go from being an MC and learning to produce, and now I'm like in the fucking plugged right into the next wave somehow, right? See how God, the creators like watching out for me so many ways, bro. You don't even know. So. Two twos now. I leave Travis because I think I quit my job on some stupid shit. Like, okay. They're just like an idiot, right? And and uh, <laughs> I was doing I was doing because I had a, I had a studio in the, the 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 third floor of the building that I built. That was the first studio I ever built. Like I built it with no parts because it was an empty room in the school. I can remember. I'm in charge of like building maintenance, technical maintenance. I'm teaching labs before I started doing. Um, um, doing uh, OSAP shit because I did financial aid there okay. for a bit, like assistant. <coughs> I ran into some dudes who were like, "Yo, you expelled me from Travis." Like, I was the OSAP cop, right? Gadget used to, like, I I could go, I I, I, mean, I, I could, I used to collect money. I used to collect money for the school, right? I have a list, and I used to do attendance. I developed attendance there because OSAP changed their rules. So I used to go around the classes with a list of. Of people who had to had to either pay because they were self-paying, or needed to bring their documents to the bank, or you have to leave class. You're like you got to take care of your yeah, business, right? Yeah. So I'd have outstanding money, and I go around hunting people down, right? So you gotta imagine, <laughs> I'm like, bro, I'm like 21 years old, just you know, walking in. I I can just walk because I know all the teachers, right? I just, and so like if you were new to the school. I walked around like I own the place because I had the keys, yeah. right? My car's right there. New students are like, who the fuck's this guy? Right? I'm walking in the teacher's lounge, right? Now I'm walking in the class. I interrupt the class. You know, excuse me, Jim, Jim Lamar or whoever the teacher is, right? Oh, who are you looking for today? Because that's what Gadget was like. Oh, here comes the OSAP cop. Yo, who do you want? I just walk in. Yeah, I want, you know, J- uh, Sonny Sharma, uh, Johnny, Johnny Funk, or like whoever, right? I'm yeah. just, you know, like... Yeah, I ran into people. That's the ill. Ran into people. Like, you expelled me. I'm like, well, I didn't. You expelled yourself, really. You didn't handle your business. Fair enough, man. Right? Fair I'm enough, just the right? messenger, right? Exactly. And I learned a lot about the OSAP and stuff. Like, Is that how you met Forty? No, no, Forty doesn't come till later. Okay, okay. So now, now we, so I, you know, we do all these records. I leave Travis. I'm trying to like keep it, you know, cohesive, right? Right, right, right. Because there's so much in there. I could tell stories for days, right? About that era, just that audio flex That's era. Old. So much music came out of that studio. Gadget did so much for the city. That's why we call him the Godfather, because he had built the city, right? Like that's what I was gonna say too. Before, Come on, like, Gadget. Like, Come we're on. like one of the few guys. Like thinking about this interview, like we're one of the few guys from that era, like the Maestro, the Michigan, the Thrust, like Rumble. That era, the beginning. Yeah. That still goes through all the eras. Yes, man. Yeah. Not many people translate through. Some people do stuff and then they leave or whatever. No, still. But we translate. Through. So anyways, we're gonna get there. We'll get there. No, there's probably plenty of people. Some people like went out to be video directors or did this or worked right. in the label, like you know. <laughs> but so anyway. Um, um, now we move on to I quit Travis. I was doing Harpoon Missile record. Okay. In the the studio I built, that was my first studio. I built it with uh, like spare parts. It was an empty room. Yeah. And I just started walking around the school because I have access to everything because I'm building everything and I just oh I need this. Mm-hmm. Boom! Before that, I knew it. That room evolved into a studio with acoustics. I had put carpet in there. The full nine. The only thing I didn't have was. 
I had no multi-track because Pro Tools is out, but you're not tracking on it. You're, you're still using D88s and ADACs. Okay, so, wow. so I showed Sam, and he's like, holy fuck. And he goes, I got an idea. Yeah. Let's have another lab. What are we going to teach? So we did a curriculum, and then we would just tell us, we need a budget for a multi-track. Mm. George Hood will love this, who was the, the director of Travis. Remember, I'm like, I know the... The, this is a time when I worked at Trevor's Story I know the owner We're doing CMW sponsoring I'm bringing iced tea up You know what I'm saying Like you know I'm doing crazy different stuff Right So Yeah they get me a multi-track That's where I did the Harpoon Missile record mm-hmm. stuff. So we mixed that record At the um, What's now the Orange Room I think Which was uh, Q West mm-hmm. Which is You know I think less Bateman built too Which also You know Less did soundproof And Sounds Interchange and 40 Studio and like the list goes on. I did a few Blacksmith with them, right? Less is like the, my guru, my guy. Less saves me, just saved me the other day. Like, right. like, fuck, I don't, you know. So we go to Soundproof Days, right? Now, Soundproof was a studio that was owned by Dean. Um, Dean Holdep, who used to be a B boy and he owned Fluid, uh, or was part owner of Fluid, he owned Bedeau. It was like during the club district, red. Right. I don't know. This, you know, he owned a lot of clubs, and so I'm mixing. So Tyson is mixing the Harpoon Missile record. Shout out to Harpoon Missile and Ramel and rest in peace, Lincoln. Man, all right, um, So this is now during that time we're mixing that record over at that studio, which I actually used to paint for them because I used to do a lot of um, painting. We'll get into my painting. Yeah. But I used to, wasn't painting on canvas. I was painting. I used to paint the school. I used to get the contracts. I used to paint. I was always trying to get money, right? And like by now, I'm like six kids deep. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, so I'm like I'm like that Jamaican guy with like eight jobs, right? So I'm like, you know, I used to paint studios too, right? Build studios, paint studios, right? So I I used to paint uh, Q West all the time, right? So right. that's how I met Tyson because Tyson was came from Gadget before me. Right. Okay. You know, he Tyson was a DJ and Gadget gave him his first sampler and then taught him engineering and Tyson's done a lot of records. I always say I was thinking about it, I was like I, and this was like I don't know if it's a bold claim, but I thought about it and because I forget sometimes my impact because I'm like I'm nobody, I haven't really done anything. That's how I look at me. I'm like, yeah, right, I some right. shit, but I'm nobody. But I'm still amazed when I run into people and they're like, Yeah, you're that guy and I'm like, uh, Right? What? So if you so Tyson is before me, then me, and then you have forty. So we all come under gadget, gadget talk. The umbrella. Right? The umbrella. Gadget. So I but we all are fucking dope and it took Eric Sermon to make me you know, one time Eric Sermon was like, Yo, you're a dope fucking engineer and that's when I realized yeah, like, yeah I am and that's when I that's when I say, you know, we all you know, even though Gadget taught us, he didn't teach us everything, but we're all dope in our by ourselves, yeah, right? right? But, but here was what I'm getting at. If you take us all out, if you take Gadget out, if you take me out, you take 40 out, and you take Tyson out of music in this city, it's a big chunk it's a of this whole. Oh we gosh. did a ton yeah. of music. It's I'm like, wow, man. Like even I did a lot. 40 done a lot. Gadget done a lot. I mean, everybody in their own right is what I'm saying, right? Because, yo, let's talk about you. You used to go up to New York and you used to engineer, like. Yeah, I used to do tons of records there, too. Like, I was like, because back in the 90s, you could go to New York and just be a Pro Tools engineer and just sit at the fucking do Pro Tools because we just start to track on Pro Tools. So you have an engineer sitting at the board and then you have an engineer 
uh, Pro Tools, just doing Pro Tools, and you'd make like fifteen hundred a day. Like money was good, bro. Like so who's some of the who's days? I done tons of records that people fucking I forget about that people tell me all the time. Like, but you did shit with like EP. Yeah, legends. I work with Red Man, Red Man, Method Man, Keith Murray. Um, fuck, um, you know, Jesus, like even the. Uh, is it Artifacts? Like, I've done so many, artifacts. like, like I've recorded Dougie Fresh, I've recorded Patti LaBelle, I've recorded, um... Talk that talk! I've had Pete that. Rock in the studio, I've been in the studio with Premier and Redman, I've had, like, so many sessions I just forget. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I was linked up with some really good people back then. Like, I always tell people, you know, I had the... So I took the Travis model and did that later but we'll get into that right, right so right. now we're in soundproof days so dean has this studio he buy i meet tyson he's like yo you're from gad oh you're dope fucking yo yeah. we need a night guy night engineer you're perfect that yeah. me and tyson get to know each other because if you know tyson he's a super nice guy yeah, yeah. right yeah. he's the fucking yeah. nicest yeah. guy in the world yeah. so this is a time so i get thrown in a soundproof when it's just being built and there's problems this is when i start work i work on his records um this Chosen is for sure, yeah, right? K cut. So now I start doing like, you know, I start doing a bunch of records at Soundproof. The too much remix, still too much. Uh, ghetto concept, you know, yeah. ghetto concept album, which was done in different studios because EMI was across the street. I used to engineer there did too. Did you that super rapping record? I don't that we did so me and many Tough Dumplin. Yeah, that's Tough Dumplin. You were in that yeah, session that's right. when we brought the yeah, S yeah. we brought the SP That's in. right. And we had one of the few ones. You were a geek when we brought yeah. the SP. I was right. like, oh shit! Right. SP in the studio. Woo! Right, because yeah. I didn't have one anymore, right? Yeah, right. So, so there was like so many yeah, sessions. So like I was even at, I stood in that studio with with uh, Babyface for fuck's sake. You know what I'm saying? Wow, we had that studio. We had Teddy Riley's board. We just Teddy Riley's console. Did you ever see that studio? Soundproof studio? No, that there's was still one, a studio there. Is yeah. I haven't been in. I don't know the vibe was, but it's on studio. Camden, right? So I went from Trevis to the Camden era. So okay. Dean had all these clubs. So now they had the club district. I'm like 25, 26, 27, 27. Okay? okay, I'm still young, right? I loved my life then. Like you know, like now I'm getting to a good era. I got a spot in the beaches. My kids are growing. You know, I'm, I'm doing. I'm in the music business. I'm doing. Like I'm living my dream. I'm not rapping, but I'm doing records, bro. Yeah. Right. This is around the time I meet Rain. Yeah. That's how I meet Rain, right? Because Chase was Rose working there, the right? There was a bunch of us. Soundproof brought together a bunch of guys, Keyboard. right? And I used to love it because that's when I did my next run. Like in the Audio Flex days, we have a routine where if me and Card now would do a set, no, depends who it is. Like me and Socks or me and uh, Shockler. After the session, we go to like a strip club or go to a jam or that something, was the, right? That so, was but fine. I didn't start going out that much. So it wasn't so soundproof that me and Party Man Ramel, should, you know, uh, we yeah. started going to clubs because <laughs> now I got the keys. Okay, I got the keys to the city. I already, we already had the keys before, but I didn't. Yeah, you know, it's, like, it's a different era now, yeah. right? Right. I'm still young, but I'm like, oh, I did this before. I'm gonna show you guys. I did. I'm like. Motherfuckers don't know yet. Let's now go. Like, now oh, let's go. Right? Because <laughs> it took a while for all those guys to realize, oh, you're from there, from before. Remember that generation? Share that. Generation, right? And a generation before. And I wasn't bragging. I'm not a braggy guy. It was, I don't walk it was almost like it was almost like the, the generation that came in like from that socks, um, socks time four. You know what I mean? Socks, shot Claire, that time four. Yeah. They didn't realize. How they were we like did. 14, 15, that there was like, they thought it only went back maybe four or five years before right. them, when it went back like, it was like 15 years back, or right. 13 right. years back of a scene, an active scene, right? 
It just things weren't being recorded. Things weren't being right. released. Yeah, of course, of course. So, so that's what I think. So when Gordo, Gordo being so I'm like, that timeline, boom, it's like they caught up. For like, and oh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Was, what made me, what, was, what right? made me good too was like most of these guys don't know I'm an MC, right? So I'm the guy like this. I'm real fucking honest. And it took me a while to realize. I think this is why people might like me tracking this. I'm the guy. Okay, remember you have that etiquette in the studio and fucking not being. You know, saying certain things and respect, but I'm still that guy for music that, like, if you're out of key, I don't care if it's, um, you know, Sade, I'm gonna be like, yo, you're out of key. Did you just tell Sade she's out of key? I'm like, she is out of key. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm the guy, if, like, the MC is in there, I'm gonna be like, yeah, that was whack, bro. And everybody's like, yo, did you just tell Jay Z it sucked? I'm like, yeah, but it sucked. And the artist would respect me for that, for being, you know, this guy's being honest. And over time, I became good at that. I wouldn't always, and I wasn't being going out of my way to like, to like, Yo, be an asshole. Yeah. You suck, like, like an angry guy. I would, I would be honest, like, because they'd ask me, "What do you think?" Or, you know, what I'm saying that you have to have that. Once you understand that relationship between an engineer and an artist, because yeah. I get to the point with certain people I work with where we don't have to talk. Mm-hmm. And that's why I tell new people now, because I don't track very often. I do at work and certain things, but I don't like tracking, right? But I will. Fo- I follow. I'll follow you. You're the boss. Because a lot of artists, like, I always laugh at them because they're always like, sorry, do it again. And I'm like, why? Stop saying sorry. <laughs> you don't have to be perfect. That's yeah, why we're exactly. here. Just tell me what you want to do. Exactly. do. Do it again. Because... You know, like, it, and that's what got me in enduring because I didn't want to record myself. So I understand being the vibe and not being, you have to have that guy there. Yeah. So I would try to take that energy and be good at that and be under, because I understand the rapper, <laughs> yeah, right? I understand being in the booth. Yeah. I understand, and it took, and it wasn't for a while later till somebody was like, I was like, look, man, you're not in the pocket or the flow or something. And they were like, fuck, you know about flow kind of attitude. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. I was like, well, because and they're like, oh shit, you could rhyme. Like, like I even played a song for Jelly like a few years ago. I was still like fucking around again. And I was like, what'd you think? And he was like, what? And I'm like, that's me on the second verse. He's like, Rewind that what? And I was like, yeah, I used to rhyme. Like I had like a time when I was yeah, in, like I'll never forget when I was yeah, in the studio yeah. with Eric Sermon one day and he goes, Yo, gee, I heard you used to spit kicker freestyle. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my god. Like, you know like, I was a big EPMD fan, right? Like when I used to spit, like back then, like yeah. we're talking eighty nine, like right, right, right. ninety, like I was like that that was my crew that I looked up to, the hit squad, right? I love that crew. Like like it's like I like different crews, but that was my crew. Like I love the Cypress Hill House of Pain crew too. Yeah. I love this you know, I like different crews, but the hit squad was like was you know, cool. those were my dudes, right? right. To, to to later be able to call those guys family, which we haven't even gotten to, like, that is, like, you know, so anyway, we're at Soundproof Era, we're doing bad records, again, right? Right. We're going to clubs. I could walk in the club with dress code, like, I had the keys, right? But Everybody, all the bouncers yeah, remember, knew me. I remember Dean, Dean, had, Dean had all Dean the Dean had shit unlocked, so yeah, I, I, I could be, like, do-rag, jeans, I'm in there. That's like, oh, this is... Now, you know, that... You know, I didn't realize at the time where I'd be in the club, and I was just telling somebody this story the other day. Where like, yeah, I think it was probably Gadget one night. Yeah, it was after around my birthday. I brought some girls back to the studio, right? And he was like, "Dude, you're not taking advantage of this." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" He goes, 
you're like 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 half assing it. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's brought back some hot girls. He's like, don't you get it? I'm like, what? And he goes, you go to the club. Look at you. You look like all thugged out. Everybody's in dress clothes. Okay. These chicks are like watching you. Like, who the fuck's this guy? How the fuck did he get in? And then you're chilling with whoever. And then like basically, if I'd be in the club, I know everybody. I know all the rappers, whether American, I know like mm-hmm. basketball player. Motherfuckers come by and say, what's up to Gordo? Like, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, I, I know you, I'm gonna say, what's up? But so she's like, people watch that. These girls are on, like, who's this guy? This guy How come he knows guy. everybody? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, like, chicks would be on me, right? I'd be like, okay, like, you know, I'm a madman when it comes to women. So that's the last thing I need. I'm like, yo, I shouldn't be, th- that's a good thing that I'm not conscious of it, right? right, like, right, right, right. like, let me just. Because easy, I could be really easy. be bad, like I said, right? So I'm like, so anyway, I, we're doing tons of records then, and then uh, soundproof kind of like dissolves. Yeah, it dissolves. Right? Um, I kind of what happens then? I kind of like. Well, I always had other studios. I was always working with Gadget. Right. You know, at the secret spot. It's always like, because I, I used to, you know, like, EMI was across the street. Um, they just tore down the Now building, which was where Soundfield was, which yeah. was where we did the Glenn Lewis record, which right. was like later on. So now you're getting into the 2000s, right? 01, 02, 03. Because in 02, the summer of 02 is when I did like Ghetto Concept, um, Glenn Lewis album. I did a bunch of like Cardi. records at the same time. It was like you know, it was a bunch of records yeah. at the same time. You know, um, so after Soundproof's gone, I'm like just you know all over. And then one day, oh, then I go to Chocolate Factory. Chocolate built a studio, Greenhouse Studios. Oh, okay. Now I'm doing a bunch oh, of records yeah, there, where the, right. the 9/11 shit happens. Right, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. going to New York and doing those records, and he tells the story about the 9/11 yeah, happening yeah. while and Krupp doing the line in the song. Yeah, right? yeah. And you just tell that, that story from. on Friday's podcast. Right, so right? this is around that time, and now we're still doing a lot of records there because that's where I did like um, the DJ Serious. Master A song and cool. you know, we're doing yeah. a lot of records at Shockler Studio, right? And did you do Socks EP too? Then with Common and all that. Probably, yeah, like, dude, did, I did yeah, so many yeah, records. Yeah, I did Marvel's thing with Chaos. Did, that was like, there's so many. Here's what, what happens. Here's what people don't understand. So much tracks of that. From like AudioFlex days to like Soundproof to like New York to even now, like they start piling up to where you forget. How many songs? Because that's what I was gonna say. Like when the soundproof stories was, that's where I meet King Rain. That's where I did Uptight, yeah, and, no, and I and I start doing. And Rain used to tell me the stories of how he met me. Because I become, I'm like a pit bull now, right? I'm a pit bull. Like I don't fuck around. Like I don't play that shit because I don't want like I don't want problems. Right. So, I, so if you come to the studio, be prepared. Like you know, for a, a beast. I'm a monster. Like I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you sneak up on me, I'm not that guy. No. Right? right. So people I people start getting a reputation of, like, now I'm evolving with people, right? Where I'm starting to know all the artists. We're all starting to become friends and family. And, and people know I'm fucking a little madman sometimes. And they get to know me more. And, and it's all good. But so now, like, Chocolate Times... How long did that? What happens that? Like it gets blurry. There's so many songs. That's why I forget. Right. Right. Like I forget. There's so many songs. I forget what I did. That time there was so much. There was so much. Like how'd you do the Cool G rap shit for Rockus? That's all New York shit. Yeah. That's all um, mirror image shit. 
Mirror Image is a studio, so in New York they had a studio called The Hit Factory and Mirror Image. They're on the same floor on 42nd uh, Times Square. Okay. And they had studios there. They were like the major studios. There was Right Track. There's other studios, certain studios, but these were like, the hit. everything was done in The Hit Factory. So The Hit Factory, and The Hit Factory ends up moving to Miami later. Okay. And they leave, because what happens is the rent gets expensive in New York. Like the rent went up to thirty five thousand a year a month. Sorry, a month thirty five thousand a month. Wow, there's a raise right? right there, man. And the industry is changing then. Yeah, right. So yeah. even Mirror Projects. Image moved. They had a second location on Ninth Avenue. Mm-hmm. So you know, like, there's a lot of records. They had a vault full of tapes, man. Like, if you wouldn't believe, because the labels own the tapes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they don't pay their bills, so you keep the tape. Right. Or they don't pick up their yeah. tapes, or they forget about their tapes. Right, it's like a you know, it, you know, becomes a forgotten thing. So I, I'm down there like, yeah, I'm gonna start bringing tapes home because that's why I have the shot Claire reels because I'm like these are important to Canadian hip hop history. It's crazy, you have the reels, right? Yeah. 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 right? Because I yeah. have the reels from here. Yeah, I even have the prints, the mixed prints. The, the pr- back then you would mix the prints mm-hmm. to another tape, another yeah. tape. like a, a, yeah. a, sh- a smaller width tape, like a yeah. three quarter inch or a quarter inch. Or half inch, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. depending on what you're trying to achieve, right? right? And like, and then go to that, yeah. right? Even though you could go to that, you're just looking for that warmth, right? Yeah. It's a different way of engineering than it is now, right? Totally. So, totally. so the times are like, you know, I'm having so much fun at the same time. I'm still in a struggle though, because I've created this web of like I made like so many children, and I gotta help pay for them, right? Like my right. life's crazy at the same time. You know me. <laughs> Right, like, whoops. It's like I never blame her. I made my bed. I love my children, and I've never used that as any time as any problem. But it helped mold me and make me a better person and work harder. So I never say it in a bad way. It's like I'm like I needed that for some reason, and I know that. Here's the thing about it. I used to say to myself, you know what? If I can make it, you know that make it, quote unquote with having fun because I'm against all odds right when people say oh, how many kids I got eight kids they look at me like I'm a madman in this age how expensive is that right but I'm like if I can make it with six kids or seven kids or eight kids yeah. then I would have been made it without them like if I didn't have all those kids and had them later yeah. I would have gone clear earlier so I'm like I'm good I'm as long as I make it that's all that counts right mm-hmm. and sometimes you need struggle right it brings the best out of it brings yeah it, it builds best character best and not you're not having everything handed to you, right? And whether I need it or made it, and whatever, my path is my path, regardless. I have no control over that, so that's like irrelevant in a sense, right? Right. Like, this is what creator made the path. I'm just here going through the motions. Like I said, it's gonna show up to work. It's already <laughs> said, right? Yeah. Right. I have no control. It's a great mind state for an engineer to yeah. have too. Right? And and even just like songs, like approaching engineering like that, like people ask me about mixes or what plugins to use, and I'm like, yo, every song's different. Yeah. I don't have a standard, a template. Like so, like sometimes I kick myself, like you should really make a template and just do this, and I'm like, no, because every song's different. The approach. You don't know. I approach it fresh every time. I might change something along the way, but try something new. Right. Why make it like, like when I? Because I'm a big wrestling fan. Where I'm, I'm I was gonna talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching where they're talking about the Monday Night Wars and and Scott Hall's in there going and they're telling him they want to do the same old thing and he's like, why? 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 Let's try something new. Yeah. Right. Right. As long as it sounds good, 
Right? Isn't that the, the point? So yo, these okay, these times we're getting to like two thousand four ish, two thousand three. Is this this is when you're meeting forty? I met forty in well, I'd say two thousand three. Two thousand two, two thousand three. And how did you how did you meet him? Uh, how did I meet him? Well, he used to do um, Empire stuff. That's right. Right. That's how he Shout started learning stuff. Shout out to Empire, everybody. And there's a lot of names. Um, so he, I was building. So after Shaclair Studio, okay, um, I leave there for some reason. I don't know why. Something changes. Maybe not like I don't get fired or something. Something changes. Okay. Um, and Gadget stops kind of like doing work records and like people's records. A lot of shit changes. And he decides to, because Gadget was like a part of Chris Smith. He was like his yeah. silent partner. Most people don't know that. Okay. Like, I don't want to put his business out there. Probably no. But right. so he's like, the music guy behind Chris, because Chris is like a genius in so many other ways, right? Exactly. If you don't know who Chris Smith is, you know, now we're like, at the time, while we're doing all this other shit, we're also like working with Chris, right? And Chris, so tell the people who Chris, Chris is. is. Chris is a manager. Chris worked, you know, he used to manage Nelly Furtado, Fifi Dobson, Philosopher Kings was the first, he, his first um, group he managed, but he's, you know, Reggae used to be he's Jamaican, so he used to do a lot of uh, stuff in Jamaica. Yogi, he's actually uh, my friend, our friend Ray Hammond. You know that Ray's related to um, Barris Hammond. Okay. That's their uncle, right? They're all yeah. so they did a lot of reggae, and then you know they managed a lot of artists here. Chaos for a while, Jellystone, Divine Brown. Like there's a lot of like different artists. They still manage, and they're even into like TV and What's other stuff now. Hayden. Hayden, yeah, Hayden, God bless the dead. Jack Soul, like, like I did a whole, we did a whole record with Jack Soul that never came out. Like, we did, like, I did a lot of R and B in the city too. People don't realize that I did. I used to track Julie Black forever, like, I years I was tracking. You did living in the ghetto. I did living in the ghetto, but I did tons of songs, tons of songs before that, right? Like, like, and I never seen Julie for like twelve years after that. So, and I just seen her at um, Starting from Scratch's birthday. That was the first okay. time I seen her in 12 years. Oh. Well, I walked in with Jelly and I was like, and I, once you say, Sir, man, right? Like, <laughs> you know, if you see any of those guys, there's certain it's people certain. that know yeah. if you say that or yeah. if you see me, <laughs> like, that's me. And I try to get away from that name never, because never. it's like a thing, like, certain That's guys, a Caribbean like, thing. You're not going to. Yeah, I'm like, I'm certain, man. Like, like, certain. And like, some of my friends will even call me certain blood clot, man, like yeah. shaman or. Who said it the other day? Like forty might say that. There's certain guys that will say, "Yo, certain blood clot, man." Right? It's like a joke. My my homeboy cancer calls me certain maniac, right? Like everybody has their own name, right? It's yeah. funny, right? You have so, your name, and then we have your name for you. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you know, there's so much goodness. So I'm like, yeah. Chris is like is awesome. doing so much, and there's so much like goodness going on in my life musically. I'm doing tons of shit, right? Right, right. Like you know, so and Chris's office was across from soundproof right across the street so soundproof right. data me and jelly were just talking about the other day because i still you know jelly's family to me right we're, so me yeah. and we're always still around each other so shout out to jelly stone but of we course. we uh 
Jelly would pop by soundproof all the time. We'd smoke and hang out and talk, and you know, he knew other people I knew, and we'd go out. Like, it, it's really weird when I look back because I, I didn't realize it at the time, but it was like Party Man and Jellystone. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys that used to hang in that second run. Mm-hmm. That was my, and uh, Jelly's people, enough men, and were like, those were my men in that time. We used to have my Scarborough crew when bands I grew up with, but I was mostly living downtown for this era. Like, from Audio Flex you know days, I, I was in region. You know what it was? I was downtown. You were from, you and were, I used to work, like, I was cool, like, with Point Blank, and I, used, dude, I knew everybody, right? He grew like, up, he's a Scarborough dude, but, but he's like, you know, it's like when you see, it's like the white, the white man trapped, no, was it? Yeah, white man trapped in a black body or right. black body. Yeah, no, but black white body. He's the we- he's the East End guy, but he's really the West End guy. guy. Right. Like the way you roll, the way you I are, and from then I know him from time, from time, dude. Right. He's so, always he always been like that. So it's like it's, it's, that's weird. See, I never see it's funny because the black people always knew what's up. Black people used to always. I remember Chase would be like, uh, I remember a story. Chase coming in a session and bringing somebody in, and I don't know who it was. Or it was like eight of us or five of us. Everybody's black except me. And Chase coming and going, yeah, that's Socrates. That's so and so. That's so 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 that's Gordo he's black he's not white (laughs) but black people always knew I'm native right like they always knew they're like and white people always knew it's the way they treat me it's just a spirit thing where white people never treat me like I'm white like they always exactly. treat me like I'm not one of them, and black people always treat me like I am one of them. Like they know, like they don't know I have some Creole ancestors. Like they don't know. Right. right. I, I'm, they might see that I'm half native. Like when I lived in New York, they think I'm Puerto Rican. It exactly. all depends on person's perspective, exactly. right? You yeah. can see her. Then now when I have long hair and braids, people are like I look more native. I'm like, how do I look more like? But like, wait, you know, come like, on. When you lived like, in New York, you had the shaved head. Tell the story. You I had the shaved head. I was. Uh, <laughs> people used to think I was out. Alchemist. Hilarious. Okay, so we gotta get, we're gonna find one of those old pictures for the fun. Yeah. Well, my sister did it one time and sent me a picture of me and Alchemist, and I met Alchemist, and you know, like I used to have weird things happen. Like girls would come up to me, or girls in good ways and bad ways. Like I'd be walking on the subway, and some bit, some girl would be like, "What? You don't know me now? Why are you on the subway anyway?" And I'm like, "What are you? Who are you talking to? Oh, who am I talking to? Like weird shit, <laughs> right? Or, or I'd be in the club, and motherfuckers would be coming up like, "Yo, son, you're on fire in the streets right now." I'm like, "What are you talking about? Right? Yeah. Like." Just weird shit or artists. Remember, I'm out with rappers too. Like, yeah, like yeah. I mean, Keith Murray. Like, I remember one time walking down the street, me and Keith Murray are walking down Ninth Avenue, and we run into Diddy and Tyrese or something like that. So, call him <laughs> yeah, Diddy or something. Okay, the corner. So if you're standing there in the corner and you're like, oh, there's Diddy, and like. You know what I'm saying? You think I'm alchemist? It yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Like, it yeah. makes sense. Like, But then I just seen you last week in the corner with Diddy. No, but I'm like, we don't look alike that much. We just look like two lights. Like, yeah. we have shaved heads and we have the same. Because I used to rock the. I'm always a white tee guy, right? Yeah. Back in then, that was the style. It was a white tee. I used to love white tees, baggy jeans, fresh kicks. Yep. Right? Or shorts. Like, I was, it was just yeah. simple. I could go. In New York, you could go to the go to certain spots and get, like, a bag of tees for, like, a certain amount. Like, you're good. <laughs> You good for that? Yeah, I'm good, right? I don't have to worry about laundry and all these things because I can fresh. throw them away if I had to. Right, right. Because right, right. I'm a studio guy, would live in the studio. I'd be in Manhattan and be like, I'm not going to Brooklyn. I'm just going to go buy new clothes, just, hold a fresh yeah. in the studio or somewhere, a gala yeah. or something, or, you know, like my bridge and I had friends, right? Like, right. And not travel and, because of the time. I'm like, yo, it's going to take me two hours. I might fall asleep. And then I got a shower and then I'm come back and okay, four hours. I might as well just keep mixing. 
spend an hour, go buy new clothes. And if you're making money, it's not right. It's cheaper, right? right? It's, cheap. it's well, cheaper. It's, cheap, it's like, especially that. So you cheap. know, but so it was like those were different. Those were different. Those were different. Those were different.